You are now tuned in to Music, Men, and My Mental with your host, C. Devone, tackling all things career, relationship, and your overall health. Trifecta. Let's get to it. Let's start the show. Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to Music, Men, and My Mental. I am your host, C. Devone, and we are talking about all things in your career, relationship, and overall health. Guess what, guys? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Y'all like that, right? Yeah. I get so excited around holidays and Christmas, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, all that jazz. And it's a few more days, like, to Christmas shopping. And, well, you should be shopping now. We'll go into all those things and to my guests. But first off, let's start with, did you do your homework? Did you think about the other things I have been saying for the rest of the weeks? But this week's homework is to do a random act of kindness because it's the holiday times, right? So we should do something nice for someone. So I was on DJ Miss Milan's show on on Station Head. So make sure you check out that interview. But she was basically giving away $100 to four listeners. And I was like, that's so nice. Now, do I have that $400 to give to people? Maybe not. However, you may give $10 to someone or maybe in the grocery store, just pay for someone's groceries, you know, behind you, add $20 to it. Who knows? Just do something nice for your local barista. Listen, you know what? I had, I went to give cookies to my barista yesterday. Now, does that count for something? Not really. I was just trying to get rid of cookies in my house. <laughs> I was like, these cookies keep looking at me. Get out of my house. So um, it's still an act of kindness. But today we are going to talk about money because with your career relationships and overall health, we all know that money makes the world go round. And as we are spending lots of money on Christmas gifts and uh, traveling and eventually once January 1st comes, it's going to be new year's resolutions. It's going to be trying to drop that baby weight and how to make your pockets fat. You know, we're trying to drop something and make something else go up. Right. So we're going to go straight to my guest here today. We have the credit coach. We have Chad Murray in the building. Did I say everything right? Absolutely. Okay, just making See sure. You're going to be messing up people's names. Yeah. This guy is you, awesome. I'm not going to go into the story of everything because we're just going to dive into things. We're going to be as transparent as possible. But uh, just tell the people who you are. Well, first off, you'd have to be a bad person to mess up my name. Chad Murray is pretty simple. No, you did it. You got it. <laughs> Granted, you know I could have said Chad Murphy. I could have <laughs> said, you know, Chadwick Boseman. Like, I don't know. It's a lot of things I could have said. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, but it's right there on the book title. It's you right. <laughs> Thank you. It's right there on the book cover. Yeah. For all the people on the hey YouTube. Now. Hey, all now. Right? Yeah. So, so, yes, who are you? Yeah, so my name is Chad Murray, and um, I'm actually a credit coach. So what I do is I help people to trans transform their lives by mm-hmm. fixing their credit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so much of our lives are directly connected to our credit. And when, you know, we're able to actually put a plan in place to help somebody go from having poor credit to actually having stellar credit or excellent credit or even good credit in some cases Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. see that improvement in their lives really 
translates to other areas in their lives as well. You walk right? different when your credit's good. Right? Right? You smell different. You smell, <laughs> <laughs> smell yeah. like money. You smell like mo- Yeah, for real. You're about to be a duet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, the C's. Right. Boom. Yeah, there you go. You got boom. something. Bars. <laughs> right. So my background is in mortgages. So I started out oh. doing mortgages, yeah, when I was 19 years old. Right. So um, I was in college. Right. Um, and I went to a lot of colleges. I went to Stony Brook. I went to Hofstra okay. uh, University, SUNY Albany. And I'm telling you, if I'd have gone to the classes, mm-hmm. I'd have had mad degrees right now. <laughs> right. But um, so you just were in school, just chilling. Yeah, I went to all the party schools for the fun of God it. Play dominoes and chill. But in my uh, over the summer after my freshman year, mm-hmm. I got a job at a mortgage company. And when I'm at this mortgage company, I mean, from the moment that I walked there, you ever, you ever put your, you ever get into a situation where you know, yeah, this is me. Mm, this yeah. is me. This is where I That's belong. That's the best right? feeling. A lot of women get that with shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to talk to you about credit right. repair. <laughs> exactly. But I had that feeling when I actually went to the mortgage company for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing vibe. But then it turned into being uh, like a life-changing situation for me. Mm. Because I was able to learn about finance in a different realm. I didn't know what a mortgage meant. But from the time that I was 19, uh, I quickly learned <clears throat> about real estate. I learned about equity. I learned about interest rates. I learned about credit. Mm-hmm. I learned how to take somebody with various credit challenges and get them to the point that they would qualify for a mortgage. Mm. So it li- like, literally changed my life and put me in a position that my job was to change people's lives. Mm. Right. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So... You decided then you just wanted to like, like how did like you just were like, OK, I'm going to write a book or <laughs> like I'm going to start a company like. Yeah. Well, my book was actually a it was a long process. OK. When I say a long process, like the stories in it, the 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 experiences, the experiences in it, just the whole process took over a decade. Right. Uh-huh. Because the book wasn't in me until it was ready. Right. Mm. And what I mean by that is. Like I said, I started doing mortgages and I started buying real estate when I was 21. I bought my first house when I was 21. What? Yeah, I mean. Who gave you the money? Where'd you get the money? Well, I'll tell you what, what, what exactly what happened was, first off, I was getting paid. I was making very good money from the, from the time that I was 19. And um, it came to a point where I had about, uh, when I was 21, I probably had about 70 people working for me, right? So I had a lot of people working yeah. for me. And what would happen is that they'd be cold calling. And every now and again, they'd call somebody that their house was in foreclosure. So they say, Chad, this person's in foreclosure. And before I really, before it really connected, mm-hmm. you know, I said, okay, we can't do anything for them. But mm-hmm. then one day it really hit me. I'm like, hold up. If they're in foreclosure and they're going to lose their house, I could actually buy the house. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up buying my first house. But when I went wow. to buy the first house, the challenge that I had is at the age of 21, all I had was one secured credit card for mm-hmm. $2,000. I didn't have any other credit than that. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I called my grandfather and I said, hey, granddad, can you add me as an authorized user to your credit card? Oh. So what happened was I was able to inherit all of the credit history from one of his credit cards. And at the age of 21, it showed that I had credit that was established like 23 years because of that one credit card helped my credit score to like go through the roof and it helped me to qualify for my first home. Very nice. Yeah, so that that was like something that, you know, 
it helped me to get the house, but that actually came back to serve me further on down the line in my credit repair business, Mm -hmm. but also in this book, because I use examples of different strategies and techniques that people have used Mm -hmm. to overcome credit challenges, to be able to get to their goals. Let's go into the book. So what is this book about? Like what? I mean, I feel like you need to start the year off with this book, but like, Give us like what the book is about. It's called The Credit Building Blueprint, The Seven Pillars to Excellent Credit. What are these pillars? Why is credit so important? And everybody just wants to know how they can make money. (laughs) Yeah, right. So, well, first and foremost, before I could really talk about the seven pillars, right? Mm -hmm. What actually brought me to the point that credit was something that I became really passionate about was when the recession hit, Mm. I owned uh, seven houses at the time. And I was scrambling to get rid of these houses because it's like my tenants had like a, a conference call or a meeting. I don't know. If no, they and was I don't like, know what, we are not paying, paying no more. rent. Yeah, not. <laughs> they were in the WhatsApp yeah, before the WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Was like, nah, oh, we not. And they all literally from September to December, September to December, they all stopped paying me. Where were the properties at? So I had properties in Queens, Brooklyn, Long Island. Oh, and yes, New York real estate. Oh my God. Yeah. And they're the, like, it's really tough laws here, huh? Right, exactly. So now eviction, doing evictions for all of these oh. properties, it, it came to a point where I realized, I mean, there was only some, so I was paying like over $10,000 a month out of my own pocket to maintain these houses. And oh, there's only so many $10,000 that you have, right? Before there are no more dollars. And it came to the point where there and were no more dollars. And they're just living rent free. Just not a dollar. I mean, all kind of excuses. They were brilliant with their reasons why they couldn't. What pay. was the best one? I know. I mean, it's bad because like we, we, everybody has been in a place where like they can't afford things. But like sometimes people just get really brilliant with their like yeah. answers, and it's it's unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, I'm, we're talking about everything from children getting sick to right. family members having to have all kind of. Cr- it was amazing, right? But I mean, ultimately, it left me in a position where my credit was devastated. And I actually lost the house to foreclosure, right? So when all of this is happening, you know, um, what I did, right? When mm-hmm. I lost the house to foreclosure and all of this stuff is falling down around me, mm-hmm. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I didn't know what to do. I just broke down. Like, it was just like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> right? Like, really and truly. Right? How, wait, how do you quit, like, having seven houses? You were like... I'm just not going to pay anymore. Man, or you were like, I quit people. I said, like, I'm just going to go to if Mars. If you want like, me to what? come, you come take me out of this bed and, you know, you know, take me out of this dark room. Like, I really fell into a depression because at that point, you, I couldn't the recession see the leads to the depression. depression. <laughs> I'm telling you, and I know, I know all about that. Mm-hmm. So that experience, having that foreclosure on my credit, dealing with this situation that I felt like there was no way out, mm-hmm. right? Felt like there was no way out. Um, and, I had tied so much of my personal uh, worth mm. to my my journey towards success because I was the young guy making all the money, driving That's all the men. cars. It's men in yeah, general, but right? You, you talk money and other stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right. um, yeah. but yeah. So, so for me, I mean, I I just and, and you know, one thing that really really hurt me, mm-hmm. I had a friend, uh, or, or I thought she was, and she said, "Oh, how the mighty have fallen." Now this oh, happened. Shit, that hurt me. What? Oh my days! Like oh. a punch to the gut, right? Oh man. So uh, at that point, she ain't, um, she ain't your friend anymore, is she? Man, just from a distance on okay, Facebook. Okay, okay. So uh, on Facebook, I, I give everybody. <laughs> That's loves. how you know. Yeah, on I give Facebook. everyone loves, and I only give her likes at best. The most she gonna get. 
She got a doctorate degree. She get a like, no love. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, semi petty. But mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah. So, uh, I honestly went into a depression for almost two years and did nothing. What was happening was that I was getting mail for everything. I lost oh. the car. You know, I mean, I was getting mail. This person wanted this money. That person wanted that money. And every mm. day that I went to the mailbox, it would stress me out. Like it would <laughs> stress me out. And my cousin, who was my business partner. I call him up. I'm like, yo, bro, I can't do this anymore. I keep on getting this mail and I can't pay. And he says, and, and this turned out to be some of the greatest wisdom, right? He said, yo, just do what I do. Don't open it. You definitely told me that too. Right. <laughs> because, because here's the truth, right? People get so caught up with the fact that they're going through this challenge. Mm. And if you don't have the ingredients to bake the cake, why are you freaking out if the cake don't come out right? You know it can't. It just can't. So you can't bake the cake at all? If you don't have the flour, mm. right? So don't stress out until you can get the flour. Can't you like improvise and make like a cupcake or a like cupcake. a cheesecake You still or need flour or something. But if you don't mm. have the ingredients, all you can do is sit down. Sit down. Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is time for some salad, right? Right, right, right. And the thing is sometimes, it like that's, instead of, carrying that burden and that stress every single day and stressing yourself out because you ultimately will never get to the greatest gifts and the blessings that you have for yourself if you can't live inside of freedom. Mm. Mm. Does that make sense? Bars. No, that's, that yeah. makes perfect sense. And, and the truth of the matter is that when people are in a position where the bottom line is that their income and their expenses aren't on the same page and at the end of the month, there's more month than money, Mm-hmm. Right. Until you address that issue, don't stress the credit It's going to be messed up. Mm-hmm. Focus on getting your money right. Focus on um, dealing with the debt when you can. But what I did was I literally just said, forget it. Mm. Do you recommend else. that to other people? though? Uh, it's a case by case basis. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because you, you really have to be honest in terms of where you where you're coming from now. Mm-hmm. I, I had fifteen thousand dollars a monthly debt. Mm-hmm. And at that point, when the recession hit. The way it hit my business was that we went into work one day and we had no more mortgages. There was no more like going to like the gas station and there's no more gas. Mm. Right. Because that was your business to do mortgages. And and it was and it was zero. It was you couldn't get a loan done. It didn't matter if you had an 800 credit score making $7,000 a week. They just feel like no one's getting no one was getting a mortgage. Right. So at that point. And, and, and I'm carrying, um, carrying salaries as well, oh. right? Like I said, I had, I had loan officers, so I'm responsible for their families. I had mm. processors, and I mean, everyone's looking at me. So oh. to be honest with you, I stopped paying my bills before I stopped paying, you know, before I had to fire people, you know, because I kept the faith and hoping that I could take care of them and we would see our way through. Wow. But there's only so many motivational speeches you could, <laughs> you could give and so much sacrifices you can make before you have to accept the fact that it's just over. Right, right, and when right, it came, right, right. Yeah, and when it came to that point that it was over, it was hard to deal with, but I was just not in a position that I could realistically pay. Right. So I had to give it up. Mm. And mm-hmm. and when I released that whole idea about, okay, because it's, a lot of the times it's not just a matter of the dollars, right? It's not, mm-hmm. there's, uh, for me, there was an emotional tie to the mm-hmm. image of success, right? <laughs> Right. Yes. Some people is the emotional tie to keeping up with the Joneses. So like even going into the holiday season, people are going to spend so much money that they don't have 
to impress people that they really don't even like. Mm. Mm. And then have to pay for it straight into 2020, 2021, 2022, because the way that interest accrues, it's not going away just like that. Right. So that's the thing. Once you separate yourself from where you are and what you ultimately want, you can make better decisions. And for me in that moment, Mm. realizing that I didn't have $15,000 to pay a month, Mm -hmm. let me release it and say, you know what? When I'm actually in a position to get back on, I'm going to do so. And that's exactly what I did. Mm, So yeah, now I'm I'm speechless because that's the truth. So Uh I speak to people and I can tell you, I've been there Mm -hmm. and it hurt. It sucks. I I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. I Mm -hmm. felt stupid. Mm -hmm. All of those feelings. But when I let all of that go, it actually allowed me to have the platform to start to be in that creative space to say, okay, Chad, Mm -hmm. that's over. What's now? Mm. Or what's next? What's now? What's next? Hmm. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Well, that's, let's wrap up the show. Just kidding. So, <laughs> so yeah. All right. So then you went through those experiences yeah. and then that's when you decided yeah. to just do a whole different company. Well, yeah. At that point, um, I was buying real estate. I got back into buying real estate. You got after, you how'd see, that happen? You see, I had, I had after that depressive spiral, yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't even want to touch real estate anymore. Well, I'd be like, listen. After them tenants didn't pay and getting through that, oh my God. Right. You're resilient. I'm telling you. (laughs) And the thing is, I've been so sure that real estate offers something that very few things can. Mm. uh, Investment opportunities or businesses, it offers you real, real opportunity for uh, financial freedom. Okay. Right? And um, it's something that you love. Like if if someone trampled on your heart, it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you're going to get out of the love game altogether. Take mm. some time, get yourself some together, eat do. some ice cream, some right? Do. But yeah, you're right. Come back. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So for me, what I did was I took it on myself to fix my own credit. And when I actually was able to get the foreclosure off of my credit, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I got something. I'm doing something here. Okay. And then from there, I started working on a lot of the people that used to work for me, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of my friends, and it just started to snowball. So you learned on your own. Or yeah, I learned you, on my own. I didn't have any formal training until I took the time to really get formal training on the techniques mm-hmm. around how to make it better. And then a lot of trial and error, mm-hmm. a lot of trial and error. I messed up a lot to learn a lot and then mm-hmm. really get to a point that I feel like I'm elite. Got you. Right? What a story yeah, on it's that. Pretty, pretty, pretty dope. It's been, yeah. You feel good about it? Yeah, man. It was great. And I collected some great hairs on the way, some experience, some wisdom. <laughs> But yeah, it's been amazing. I've helped a lot of people, so I feel really, really amazing about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. And you yeah. gotta, you know, yeah, it happens sometimes. We, we, we know, because that's how I met you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, and then you started doing motivational speaking, credit repairing. Yeah. Just like, wow, that's yeah. uh, that's pretty. So tell me about this life by design. Ooh, Went okay. to this... I know I'm jumping over because yeah. I'm just like that, that going through my excited, points. Huh? I, yeah, I'm excited because when people have a story, like that's where people connect and like, dang, like mm. I've been through something and I can get through it. Especially saying like, I ha- I mean, I can imagine like driving the fancy car, living in New York City, having all these real estates going on, dates, swiping on tenders and being like, yeah, you know, I have real well, estates and mortgages and, you know, I'm just this guy. And then I, like, I used to throw parties, so I never had to worry about tender or anything. Uh, 
Just shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, oh, you've been popping. I'm uh, sorry. So you're like, because I was yeah. always just so hot in these streets. <laughs> I mean, I, we so, had fun. Uh, but even worse, that's even, even worse, worse because now you have a public persona yeah. and people know you as the guy yes. who's driving Audi, yeah. who's driving or this. And people are driving ranges probably at that time, but like the Lexus. Okay, see, look at you. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have that. And now you're about to lose it, or you're in front of the club, and somebody's taking your goddamn car. Get back here. <laughs> like yeah. that ain't mine. Yeah. That ain't mine, right. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that those are the real stories, and yeah. that's what I want people to to really gather when they listen. Yeah. So this life by design, I really just like what you you said um, about it. So tell me about that. So in terms of a life by design, I'm gonna give you a perfect example too, mm-hmm. right? So I've been doing credit repair for. Um, almost 10 years now, right? Mm. But what I realize is that credit repair by itself isn't the solution. It's like gardening, for example, right? Mm-hmm. If you garden, the first thing that you want to do is pull out all of the weeds. And that's mm-hmm. essentially what credit repair is. It pulls away the negative items, mm-hmm. right? But just because you pull out weeds doesn't mean that you're going to get roses. Mm. You're going to have to plant the seeds. You're going to have to nurture the, um, nurture the seeds, Water it, make sure it gets sunlight to make sure that it grows the way that it's supposed to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that when people talk about credit repair, think about it. They think of it as the solution. It's a piece of the puzzle. What also needs to happen is that people need to have uh, the understanding of how to manage money, how to Mm -hmm. budget for success, how to be able to find the right um, credit items that are going to help you to build credit without going into major debt. So it's a real, it's a, it's a thorough education and a thorough process that one process doesn't complete. So in terms of a life by design, I realize that I have this passion for really seeing people get to their what's next, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. credit repair was, was helping, but it just wasn't getting them over the hump. So mm-hmm. I was able to add different elements to it, like videos and, you know, different trainings and coaching mm-hmm. that really completed the process. So I was able to design my own idea, my own business around my vision for what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I work with a lot of people who have challenges, not having enough money, but the ends don't meet every single month. Mm. And the first thing that they think of is, Oh, I'm going to go ahead and get a job. Mm -hmm. But what happens with the second job or a third job is that they're 24 hours in a day, no matter where you stay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And at the end of it is that you're going to come to a point where you can't borrow extra hours to make extra money. Mm. There has to be something else that's going to be able to take you to the next level. Mm. And what that is, is being able to have a business, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's making cakes, right? Whether it's um, making t-shirts, mm-hmm. um, photography, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But that's an opportunity for you to take a passion Mm-hmm. Turn it into more than just a project. Plan for it appropriately and start to design the life that you want for yourself. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying like you should kind of have the passion, make some money, or it will make money because you're passionate about it, or like I'm trying to. So what I would say is, if you have passion for something, right, mm-hmm. or if you have a business idea that you think is a viable business idea, mm-hmm. uh, to actually plan thoroughly, right, like what makes okay. people successful with credit is the Mm -hmm. same thing that's going to make people successful in almost every area of life, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. you need to have a budget, right? Mm -hmm. If you're budgeting for life and you're budgeting for your business, it's going to help. It's going to be the difference between one business being successful and someone else's 
not. Mm-hmm. If you're actually creating a game plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like a blueprint, as I, as I call them. And like you're creating a business plan for your business. Mm-hmm. Now you actually have steps that you're going to be taking every single day to get to your goal rather mm-hmm. than just hustling. I think the number one problem with people and why people aren't, you know, everyone's not an entrepreneur or so many things fail is because people don't understand the actual strategy behind a business. And it's like, we, you can Google a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can go on YouTube, but when it that time comes and you're in your entrepreneur seat and you're yeah. like, okay, I made money. And then that one thing hits and you're not prepared. Yeah. Domino, domino, domino. Yeah. I'm about to, you know, rip my hair out. So I think that most of the time we don't have the actual proper tools to even strategize. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. I feel as if um, there's certain communities, right? Now, community in particular, and I'm going to say specifically men. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. men aren't willing to really learn from other people. Like, they want to. Oh, wanna, yeah. Like, like well, they'll go on YouTube or they'll Google, right. but yeah, they won't ask another man, like, you know, yo, you know, yeah, how does that how'd yeah. you become a credit repair? I would exactly. like to very <laughs> rarely, unless that person is like a celebrity and they're not going to even probably even try to help them out half the time, you know, maybe, maybe not like, but not the low hanging fruit. No one, no one's <laughs> willing to be the Indian. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be the chief, right? Like they're just born the chief, right? Just born. Yeah. Yes. Not realizing that the most successful people that have done whatever you're doing, they had to sit at the feet of a master. They had to be Daniel's son. Before you know what I'm saying, Daniel's son. you had to be Daniel's son. You had to wax on and wax off before right. you could win. And until you're willing to I do that, it. yeah, yeah. Until you're willing to do that, it's just not gonna. It's only gonna be a hustle at best. Mm, that right? you know, that's my least favorite word ever. It's really? like hustle. I don't mm. like the word hustle. Nah. I feel like it's like I even um, it's a, a girlfriend of mine, and she was like, "I want you to be a part of this hustlepreneur event," and I was like, "Girl." No, I don't like it. We have to, unless you change it. I just feel like the squirrel on the wheel mm, that just keeps and I don't like it. I want success. <laughs> I want influencership. I want to be able to own something and have it be successful. But I think it starts with the strategy. And like you said, really understanding the bottom before you rise to the top. I think hustle works if it's a noun and not as a verb. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Like when it when when hustle is your spirit, mm-hmm. when hustle is what you're about rather than what you do mm. is a huge difference. So you could bring hustle to whatever you're doing. That just means that you're putting the work in, right? But what happens is that people get caught up just hustling and putting the work in and not putting the strategy in as well because the strategy is the work as well. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's just a different dynamic of it. Right. It doesn't feel as oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move this around. I'm gonna da, 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 da. It's actually sitting down, putting your finger to your temple and letting the thoughts come out and really processing them, testing, trying, failing. OK, that doesn't work. Let's try this and becoming systematic about your hustle. Mm. So as a, as a noun, the spirit, it works the spirit. as a verb, just doing it. Sometimes you lose it because you get defeated. I hear you. Yeah. But listen. I like that. Okay, so give me some tools from the book, too, because I like okay. this life by design. Yeah, no we doubt. got this, but, like, give me, like, what are you going to get by having this book? Okay, that's an awesome thing right now. The first thing, um, so there's seven pillars, right? There's mm-hmm. seven pillars that I believe are the ultimate uh, 
determining factors as to whether or not you're going to have success with your credit or not, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll, pick, I'll just pick out a few that mm-hmm. really, really speak to me. And, and one of them is give yourself credit, right? Give yourself credit, right? And what I mean when I say that is that you have to realize that credit is no more challenging than tying your shoes, right? When you think about it, right, when you first started the process of tying your shoes, it seemed impossible. Like, I can't tie another (laughs) knot, right? Uh But uh I've done it so much that it's second nature to tie my shoelaces now, but it wasn't like that for any of us. Right. But when you're committing to a process and you're willing to do this because at the end of the day, you have to get it done and it becomes something that you, you don't carry any kind of charge about. You're committed to doing what it takes to get there. And you've done it before in different capacities in your life. Mm-hmm. You've overcome so many things to get to where you are right now mm. that you shouldn't let this obstacle that's standing in front of you defeat you before you commit to just defeating it by all means. Right. So give yourself credit. You can do it, period. That's the first thing. And once you have right. that measure of belief, it's just a matter of getting the one, two, threes around it and, the, you know, the formula around it to mm-hmm. get there. Right. OK. The next thing that I think is absolutely vital. Right. And coming into the holiday season, I think mm-hmm. it's a great time for us to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But counting the cost. Right. Counting the cost, like really taking the time to budget out your game plan, mm-hmm. to budget out what you're doing, because. Um, I had I have a client that I actually speak about in the book, right? Mm-hmm. And dope, dope, dope woman, right? Mm-hmm. She does amazing work, right? Nonprofit work, and she affect, impacts thousands of people. She makes good money, mm-hmm. but she's having this on. She's had this ongoing issue with her credit because it just seemed as if as much money as she was making, she just wasn't able to retain enough of it to, to even buy a house. Mm-hmm. So when we actually sat down and really worked through it, she showed me that. She said, listen, I work hard with these people every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like come Friday, I need to be able to take good care of myself and give myself a nice surf and turf dinner go. with the That's, octopus appetizer. I knew it was going there and glasses of wine. Ooh. The octopus is delicious. Put you know a little I mean? lemon on you there, some know. sea salt. Would you like some pepper with that? Yes, yes sir. Yes, cracked pepper, sir. Yeah. I was was just going to say it's those vices that come along and it's the the feeling attached to spending is where things go wrong and I know that that's where all my debt came from Right, eating out, traveling not even clothes, clothes were only attached to any event I had to be at. Mm-hmm. So if I have to appear at an event, I can't wear what I wore at the last event. I got to look fabulous and show up in this new outfit yeah. that I don't even want to wear again. Yeah, exactly. Well, here we go. So I, I, I get it. I think we just did some self-therapy just oh, now. I don't like it. Not so okay. good. <laughs> but, but yeah, you see, now the thing is with her, what we realize is that, listen, if this is important to you, right? Because now this is, this is not just about the dollars and cents. It's about, what she actually brings to the week and feels like her reward should be, mm. right? Like this is her piece. This is her spa in a sense, right? So, okay, do what you do, but find a better way to do it. So what she ended up doing is going on Pulsed, mm-hmm. right? And finding like different deals like that there that were very similar for like a third of the price. Mm-hmm. So she ended up saving, you know, a couple of hundred dollars Every single, like a few hundred dollars every single month, just there alone. Mm-hmm. So she was still able to get the same feeling of being able to spend that time with herself and get that treat mm. of a great meal, but not spend the premium dollars there around you go. it. Oh, yes, that's so, a good one. So now when we look at the holiday season coming up, 
really first and foremost, realizing that you don't have to spend the most money to be nobody's favorite auntie. Oh, you talking to me because that oh, is my snap. whole I didn't mean life, yeah. sir. I have a bajillion nieces and nephews. And when they come to my house, they want an agenda. They want to know what we're doing. They want to eat the burrata now, too, because see, they know that Auntie see the bone eats the burrata. Oh, no, it's a bad. It's, it's yeah. awful. Oh, you got them but all yes. fancy and stuff now. Oh, and now they're going to have a rude awakening Uh-oh. this Christmas when I'm like. See, I got seven God kids and like I have. Eight siblings. Ooh. So a whole leap of nieces and nephews, just way, way many. Right? Are you the are you the uncle that brings a book? Like, <laughs> I yo, I remember dating this dude and he was like, I would never he was cheap though. Like he was like, it would never have worked this amount of way. And he was like, I would never buy them anything. He talked like that to me. I would never buy them anything. I'm good. I would just buy them a book. And I was like, oh, my nieces would literally kick you in your knee. But (laughs) I can, now I see why, you know, going through like, you know, talking to you about credit repairs. I'm like, man, them books seem real nice. But if you get them a book and then maybe some other reward later, I don't know, but you're right. Like you don't have to spend the most fabulous gift or just (laughs) actually telling them. Right. Like, I don't have it. But there's also <laughs> different ways to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. You could take them all out together and do something that would be a dope experience for them. Mm-hmm. And it could be almost free, like a park. Mm-hmm. Kids go apes over park. Well, y'all, y'all here in New York. Uh, First no of all, parks. I take them to the park and they have a great time. Yeah. But I am a DJ and event planner. So when we go to the park, it is an experience and it costs money because in the summertime, they went to the park. So I bought like hundred water balloons and buckets and they bought we bought different water guns so if other kids wanted to play with them because I'm really thoughtful about other kids being around us and not having so that how do you how me. do you ball with water balloons how do you ball you you, you just be balling I with ball, everything because they do. couldn't have them and without a, a bucket so oh, I needed they, a special they needed bucket a, a special bucket yeah. oh with a kung fu grip yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> I needed all that so yeah. huh, but ultimately what it comes down to when you count the cost right is you got to ask yourself, is what I want now worth giving up what I want most? Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to, right? And yeah. I'll tell you right now in my life where I'm at, um, I see this vision for my life, right? Like mm-hmm. when I talk about life by design, right? Mm-hmm. I have uh, I currently live in Florida mm-hmm. and I love New York except for when it's cold. I love oh, it when it's cold too. It's dope. Of the time nah, too. I mean, I love yeah. New York, period. But like, I'm, I'm, I've set my business up so that I spend, I get paid to come to New York, mm. right? So right. I've designed it and I've actually put together the processes, and it's taken, a t- it's taken time. But I've had that vision and I've had the commitment to the vision, mm. right? So commit I've, I've to the vision. commit to know. the vision, right? And it allows me to like uh, be like. So now, when I buy a ticket. To mm-hmm. come to New York, it's, it's the expenses are paid, mm-hmm. right? So now it just makes it really, it, it makes it so dope. But gotcha. with that being said, I realized that being able to come to New York is more important to me than like buying Louis Vuitton shoes. I used to love crazy shoes and belts and all of the, you know. Oh, you was one of those I, promoters. All you of, had all the him? Gucci I was belts. him. I was him. <laughs> Glasses in the dark. Glasses, glasses oh, all with the like, Bluetooth. I see you, nah, bro. Nah, nah, I, the blue- <laughs> <laughs> I was just. <laughs> you had to say, I was a, the I was a promoter, not an uncle. 
Carlos on nobody. I'm good. Uncle in the club. Come here, girl. So look ahead, girl. Sorry. I love it. So yeah, I want to dive into holiday tips because Mm -hmm. I found some holiday tips and I'm like, Yeah. We're talking about credit building. We're talking about because these pillars, you're right. They can be used in your life just in general. Absolutely. So this is what I got. It said value your relationships and you went into it. So you can value your relationships or not. They're not going to, I don't know. My nieces and nephews, they will not hate me if I don't buy them an expensive gift. But when I go into a store, my problem is I feel everything is an experience. Everything is an event for me. So when I have my latte in my hand and I know I'm going to go to eat afterwards because now we've been at the mall, hate the mall. So now I'm in the mall and I'm having this time. I got my jacket off. I'm running around. I see, oh my gosh, she's going to love this. And then this, you can't have this without this. So now maybe I need to just go online. So I can actually not have, I can detach myself from some of that experience and say, I just saved myself $300 from the rosé to the latte, to the pate, to, the pa- <laughs> to everything. To the pad thai. You know, to the pate. All that. No, 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 pad thai. No, no, no. 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 G too fancy for too that too. Fancy, man. Oh, my days. You seen the credit. <laughs> you should see these nails. You should see her nails oh right now. Her God. nails are so, oh, these my. These are birthday nails, son. Your birthday nails, is it? Listen. She has exclusive stones these are, on her these nails. These are definitely very special nails, yes. too. I paid for it, though. However, so value your relationships, but this one is really You should good. pawn just one nail. <laughs> And pay somebody <laughs> car note the for a month. <laughs> the little gold on the nails. Your pawn on one nails. Yeah. You're right. So it says, value relationships one. And then the other one was price check on your phone. So this is something yeah. that you said about, um, it says something about checking prices yeah. on something. But this there's a couple things I found. And it's called Scan Life. There's mm. another one called Honey. And honey, I use honey all use the time. Honey? Honey, okay. honey saves me money like pretty much weekly. See, okay, good. And then this other one called Shop Brain. So mm-hmm. I think that's really good. So if you're going into stores, like you can check the prices of things to see like what has the best price. And it probably would make you not have that, you know, much of an attachment to something right. when you see it because you're like, oh, I want it. But if you can get it for cheaper yeah. somewhere and get it shipped to your house, especially if yeah. you're not driving, listen. The other one is don't procrastinate. But hold on. Let's get back to that one that you okay. were just talking about, right? Because, like, it, it really comes back into planning. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. think about how often you go through a mall, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the perfect this or the perfect that. And this person will love this, especially in the holidays. Or you season. buy yourself more stuff than everyone else Ex- because you're like, oh, I, I, I always yeah. needed that pencil dispenser. Right. <laughs> For real. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. Right? And the thing about it is that a lot of these purchasing decisions become emotional, yeah. Right. So now Absolutely. you're like all in the moment, you're buying stuff that you really don't need to get when you could have taken your time, mm-hmm. you know, gone to scan brain or used honey on your um mm-hmm. on your uh on your Google toolbar or whatever. Right, right, right. And save that money when you you plan for it, you budget it out. You say, My favorite niece, my least favorite niece. You know oh, what I'm saying? <laughs> and you map it out. Everyone's a favorite. All right, that's cool, cool. True. No, that, I, and, yeah. that, and that's it. And you plan it. it out. It actually, the next one was don't procrastinate. So you, and stay on top yeah. of the spending. And the last one is actually, I have gotten better at this, but mm-hmm. it actually costs me money to do this because I'm over the top and I make <laughs> gifts for people. Yeah, that's dope too. But it costs me a lot of money because of the packaging and stuff like that. So mm. it ends up, once I do the cost analysis, it probably does end up being like $25, $30 a gift. When I could have probably went to 99 cents store and got them $5 bags of cookies and put my name on it. But the personalization right. of it makes it special. So I got something special up my sleeve for this year for 
by making the gifts. Yeah. It came to me. It came awesome. to me. I'm not even telling y'all came. right now until it happens. But yeah. yeah. So those are some holiday tips that. So let's go into just like the career relationships overall health because, you know, we got to end always with that. So we went to the career because basically like money is going to help you with everything. You went into your career and the journey that you had um, with your money, things like that. So what would you tell your younger self about like your career, you know, mm-hmm. like what tools to like make you have a better and effective life for yeah. your career? Be patient. Be patient. Be patient, right? So once you once you start to build it, mm-hmm. just let it grow brick by brick. And that's actually another chapter in my in my book. I actually talk about student loans brick by brick taking, you know. But um like I'd be patient mm-hmm. and actually not always chase the the opportunity that looked like it was more money. Mm-hmm. And really focus on um building a business that could have longevity, mm. right? Which real estate, the way that that looks with the real estate is taking more time to screen the tenants before they just moved in, right? Not right. going for the quick buck and instead really being diligent about my game plan, my blueprint, my my business plan, mm-hmm. and then really being diligent about seeing it all the way through, mm. right? Because My landlord, he really, he's mostly referrals, He's oh, yeah? like referral like basis and he likes his buildings to look a certain way. Like this building the, is very, very is. like diverse. Like okay. the other building is not as diverse, okay. <laughs> but I don't know if that happened over time because it's like an easier sell, but like he makes sure like he keeps some diversity in it because he doesn't want it to look like too white mm-hmm. or like too black or so he wants people to feel like they see themselves when they come into this building. So I started realizing that beautiful building. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also built on the next topic, of course, relationships, because I paid rent across, I live across the street. If you guys don't know, you actually shouldn't know that, but um, (laughs) I live across the street and I've never paid my rent late a day in my life. So I called him and said, I need a place. And he said, all right, meet me tomorrow. This tenant still lives there. They're not moving out to about three weeks. If you like it, it's yours. Now that happens in New York City, you know that never happens. Nah. Like he didn't run my credit. No. Nah, yeah. And if you he's 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 actually been um about to help me with my credit. So if you know what I'm going through right now, because I'm going through a different season right now with things, mm-hmm. um, which goes into the relationship topics. Yeah. But it was based on my relationship that he was like, It's fine, just come in. Absolutely. As long as you just show me that you make money, then we'll be fine. Which that was the one thing I had in order is my invoicing app. So invoices to go. Y'all should sponsor this podcast if you want to. But yeah. yeah. So it goes into relationships. So um, I don't feel like I didn't you said be patient. So the next one is relationships. I go into that. So relationships on this show is basically interpersonal, sexual relationships, and also like with your friends. So like during this holiday season, I know my advice to people is like be around good people. Yeah. Easier said than done, but like I'm really surrounding myself with people who constantly this is how I like this is how I know I want to be around this person. When they introduce me to someone else that I do not know, they are the biggest hype man in the room for me. It's Hey, how are you? Oh, I just met um C Devon. C Devon? What? what? She oh, is the dopest, baddest, has a podcast. Do you know Booty Fat? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. Million dollar yeah, nails. Yeah, million dollar nails. Right. 
Like, but those are the people that you want yeah, to no surround doubt. you. And especially the season when you're thinking about, you know, loved ones that are not here anymore and Man. thinking about money that you don't have, yeah. you need to really surround yourself with people that are going to pour into you and give you well, that love. So that's my tip. What do you have for your... Well, not, I mean, that is so deep and so mm-hmm. heavy because mm-hmm. it's all about energy, right? Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen is that you're going to find yourself with people who are giving it to you or taking it from you. Ooh, right? Shit. You and said something off camera, though. You were talking about, like... In a relationship, it's like one partner or something. Oh, yeah. And what happens is that, right, like, um, and it's not just with money, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times, like, there are people out there that are givers mm-hmm. and there are other people out there that are takers. Yeah. You feel me? And um, when you find yourself as a person that's generous and always willing to give, believe me, there's somebody out there that would always say more. More. Please. More. Cheese on it. And they might not even say please. They start to expect it. They start to get, and you know what I'm saying? They start to get to a point that they expect you to give everything that you have. And sometimes they start off and and with a generous person, it's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's okay. And they they may seem very genuine about the situation. But then like. You know, when you are giving even a little kid or anyone, right. you making them lobster and burrata, yeah. you cannot go back to giving them the McDonald's and fries and a little, or, the make, or the bologna sandwich right, with nah. no edges. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think you was doing them You know, doing you was doing the most back right. then. But that's what I'm talking about. And if you listen to the D is for Depression, that's one of the um, mm. podcast um, titles. I don't know what number it is. Eh, two, three, whatever. Check it out. I went into how I got to a very depressive state is I was Mm -hmm. in a relationship that I thought was like golden. I thought I was like, I'm ready to be in a relationship. And I was with a person who just kept taking and taking. taking. And I just thought it was a part of like the relationship. Like I'm going to help him because he's just in a bad state and sucked me dry as you have seen the analysis of costs. And that I spent so much because I just thought I was always going to come back. Because yeah. I'm just a very optimistic person. The money will come because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm just always one phone call away from either a big break, a big check, or, or big somebody L. take it. Or, or hello, <laughs> hello, a big fat L. L. Because you let me tell you, L's. if you don't do your business correctly, someone yeah. could say, oh, uh, we you know, we canceled that. Or, you know, right. the event's going to be moved to next year. Or I've had people say... You know, we just got so-and-so-and-so bigger DJ for because she's so-and-so's cousin. And she's going to do it for free. Bye. I'm like, what, what? <laughs> yep. And you didn't have your contracts. And you didn't order. have your contracts. Right, exactly. But yeah, for real, like um, with those relationships, it's like from a credit standpoint, what I deal with a lot is people who are looking to buy their house, right? But pristine credit. I've seen this so many times and it's mm-hmm. so sad. Pristine credit, except for a car loan that just got repossessed. Oh, oh! I just co-signed for my nephew. I co-signed for my boyfriend. I co-signed for this. Uh, Damn. So what you what we need to find a way to do right now? And then it's the, just denial. They just oh can't yeah, no, nah, it. it kills you. Like the moment that you co-sign for somebody, and they drive off the lot, they drove <laughs> off with your credit. Oh Jesus! They drove off with your credit. It's a wrap. You can't do anything at that point. Unless you come, that's black culture one on one. Like, right. yo, before you ten years old, you got a <laughs> a light bill. You got a you know light bill and Edison an apartment in your name. Con Edison's waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> you know in the I mean? playground, <laughs> right? In the playground, yeah, for real. Oh no, yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is, like, when I mentioned the, the situation with my grandfather, right? 
if you want to help somebody get ahead, this is a great way to do it without actually attaching yourself to it. Now, if you're in a relationship with somebody Mm -hmm. and you guys are building towards a future, put the money on the table Mm -hmm. and budget it, plan for it. And then from there, actually talk about what each person is going to be responsible for so that you can't have a situation where it's like, oh, well, you know, babe, you know what I mean? Things just, I figured I want to just try this thing real quick because I, nah. I told you this, this nigga was like, yeah, I think I'm going to just work three days a week at my full-time job and tell them I want to oh. come to work. Um, I just want to come in like once a week. Oh, I said, sir. That's not going to work. And then they said, Mm -hmm. then they said, sir, we would like to relinquish your contract. We don't want to come here. Yeah, in total. Took him like a year to find a new job. Crazy. And then I had to pay for it. So so here's the thing though, right? (laughs) So, So here's the thing. If you had planned and budgeted in advance to mm-hmm. say, all right, babe, well, that sounds great, but these are the ends. Mm. If you can make a meet, let's do it. But if not, based on the commitments you gave me and the commitment I gave you, mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to keep on having to, to as long as I need to, to make sure that I'm getting my side in. Mm-hmm. If you're not bringing it to the table, then we have a problem in terms of your commitment to our finances. Well, that takes mature people, you know, not yeah. everybody's there. And we don't necessarily, that's not something that we're, we're taught out the gate. We're not mm-hmm. taught anything money-wise out the gate. Right. But from a relationship standpoint, we have to really start to look at a relationship in a way, in the way that you look at any kind of a real business or even real serious um, commitment no. where, yes. you know, um, if you say X, I'm expecting X, mm-hmm. not Y. And then there has to be a measure of accountability, right? Mm-hmm. But the first thing is to budget and put it on paper together so that you have a plan for your growth together, right? Absolutely. So that's that's number one. But uh, like I said before, co-signing for anybody, for anything, is, it. is just don't do it. Because if your credit is good enough for you to co-sign for something, mm-hmm. that means that one of your credit cards is good enough to add them as an authorized user, where then... You don't have the attachment because they can't oh. take your card and spend it, right? Got you. And, and this is like a real, I think it's personal. I, I learned about this when mm-hmm. I was in college, actually, right? Mm-hmm. One of my colleges that I actually went to the classes at Albany, okay, right? Okay, cool. So um, <laughs> we uh, would go to the bar and I'd see these kids pull out credit cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing with a credit card all of 17, oh, 18 years old, yeah. right? Discover got me at this tender age of 17. But, Discover card, what? No, but what they did was they actually had their parents oh. add them as an authorized user, give them the card. Now, they actually got the card from their parents for expenses. Right. Don't give the card to anybody. Burn it. Mm-hmm. Cut it up. Bury mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Just don't make that accessible. But the moment that you add someone as an authorized user on the credit on their on that credit card, they're going to inherit all of that credit history. So. If, they say, hey, auntie, can you co-sign for this car for me? Mm-hmm. No, but I'll add you to this credit card to mm-hmm. give you a, a leg up. So now you're going to look now like you, you have buy, a measure. Or, you can, or they can buy it on the card and they can pay it. No? No, no, no. Okay, no, no, bad no. idea. I'm sorry. Bad idea. This is how I get caught up. Yo, so let me explain it so we have real clarity on what, okay. how this works, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and, and again, like this is just a strategy to help people in your life get a leg up, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, what you can do if you have a family member that's looking to make a major purchase and they're coming to you to co-sign, tell them no. But what you can do is add them as an authorized user. So let's say you have a, a Discover card. You could call up Discover and say, I want to add my niece, mm-hmm. right? So put Jane Smith, social security number, yada, 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 mm-hmm. 
all of that history from that credit card, if you had it open for five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it is, is going to be added onto Jane's credit report. Mm -hmm. So if Jane's credit was low before, this is going to give her credit score a significant boost. So when she goes to buy her car, she'll be able to get a car with a lower interest rate, less of a down payment without any kind of obligation to you. You are free, clear, don't have to worry about that hitting your credit now. It's smart. Right. Um, Bars. Right, exactly. And in doing it that way, you just don't take on any of that liability. You just make sure that when the card comes to your house, you don't give it to, you don't give it to anybody. You cut it up, you destroy it. Yeah. Gotcha. Smart. Last one. We're mm going to go into health. I am really big on the health issue and it's the holiday times. Mm -hmm. So um, my little rules of advice, (laughs) this is not uh, patented by any means necessary, is we're going to eat bad food. It's just, it is what it is. But you got to maybe skip one meal. That's it. Um, That's my little sound of advice. I'm starting to do, I'm skipping one meal when just doing a shake and trying to eat before 7 and 8 a.m. So that's my new thing. For the holidays, this is the rules. Eat before seven a.m. P.M. Sorry, P.M. Ooh, got you, got you. Eat got coffee you. still. So like, <laughs> there's no more eating. If I ate the lasagna, the cheese, Ooh. the red lobster biscuits, I definitely ate today. Nobody judged me, and I made them. I had it in a box. It was even worse. Like it's just Hold terrible. On, Shut up. Please mind your business. Mind your business. Lasagna? I made red lobster. This I had a party this weekend. So listen. There was a lot of carbs going she on. made red lobster. So I made red lobster. I swear to God, box. I did. And um, so I'm stopping to eat before 7, you know, and 8 p.m. So 7 p.m. definitely. That's my little tidbit because you know it's going to be hard. And just starting the workout habits before you get to the holidays. That's what's going to be uh, my, my advice. So what do you have for people during this holiday times? What well, is your health advice? So and from a health standpoint, I think that... Um, what could help you from a health standpoint and a financial financial standpoint is to to cook and prepare your own meals. There you go. Right? Prepare your own but meals. But when you're at grandma house and you're at, oh, you know, West kind of Indian exception. Trinidadian oh. grandmom's house. Oh, and a, yeah, you, you, you're a liar to tell me when that macaroni uh, pie comes out that macaroni. you're just going to be like. So, okay, no, no, thank you. Working on a six pack. You know, I'm talking so, about like how we, I mean, yes, before you get to the holidays, you know, and that's smart. Yes. But you're not going to bring your Brussels sprouts oh, to Granny's man. house. I dare you. I triple dare you. I'm the skinniest fat dude you ever met in your life. Man, so. Clearly, I just uh, ate I a Red food. Lobster biscuit. I'm telling you. Yeah. But it's catching up and it you want to be healthy. You want to go into 2020 because this is all about going into 2020 and feeling good about yourself and transformation and reflecting. So when you said cook a meal, but that's not realistic. You know that ain't. But it's okay. I mean, well, not for like for this holiday season. So I'm Trini and Jamaican, right? Yeah. So we're going to have roti. We're going to have roti and oxtail, two things that don't even match, but they're going to be in the same plate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down. Better believe it. Right. right? Um, so I don't really, I can't help you there because I'm going in. I'm Man, going listen, in, let's that? listen to my advice <laughs> yeah, and buy his advice. book instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, where can people find you? And now I'll close yeah. out with my little 2020s around the corner right. tidbits. But where can people find you, um, get the book, et cetera? Yeah, so you can find me on all the social media platforms at Your Credit Coach. Um, at Your Credit Coach. Mm-hmm. At your credit coach on Facebook, at your credit coach on Instagram. Mm-hmm. No uh, underscores, YouTube, nothing. Just at your credit coach. Okay. I'm not on Twitter. 
I actually hate social media because I'd rather be in the moment and live life, but you kind of need it in this day. Yeah, you so, do. Yeah, 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 so I do it. I do it reluctantly, but I do it pretty decently. Okay. You know, um, I do some, you know, you're going to find most of my videos on Facebook when I talk about different motivational topic or different credit tips and techniques, mm-hmm. home ownership, things of that nature. So, yeah. And, uh, the and book, you can find like my book. Amazon? You or? can find my book on my website at yourcreditcoach.com. I'm okay. actually, if you actually sign up on my website, yourcreditcoach.com, you get a free consultation and I'll give you the book for free. Wow. And my commitment is that if you're willing to take the steps to actually open up the door to what's on the other side of that credit report, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be willing to give you this book because I commend the fact that you're taking that first step. So for me, as a thank you f- to you uh, for taking the first step, you'll get a copy of the book for free mm-hmm. when you actually sign up for a free consultation. That's uh, what's up. Yeah. And you could also find me on Amazon. I'm actually a uh, number one bestseller on Amazon. Oh, you know. better. And I'm number one in one category, number two behind Dave Ramsey in another category. So wow, I, I was just I'm looking popular. up some Dave Ramsey stuff too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that that's is, pretty dope. That's beautiful. You People better like go you. into 2020 flourishing. Hey okay. Mm, ing, all of it. <laughs> Thank you for coming yeah, and you can find pleasure. him. And so I'm closing out with since this 2020 is around the corner, we're going to keep talking about that until we get here because I am so excited about 2020. I've actually um, had a long conversation with you about my credit, which is a whole other topic we'll get into on a whole other show. How was that conversation though? Did you feel Dude, let me tell you, you talked me, yo, I was in tears. Like you talked me off the ledge because I was just like, this is what I got. I don't know what to do. And you were like, you're dope. You're good. You got great ideas. How are you going to get there? It's okay. Like, just don't worry about this now. And I really appreciate that conversation. And I've got great news behind that. I'll talk about off camera. And, um, awesome. yeah, I'm, I'm looking that's forward dope. to really working with you. And you see me smiling? I get excited when I hear it. Yes. I, I love it. Well, yeah. Well, Transformation, thank you. baby. So 2020 is around the corner. These are my, I, I found this on Instagram. I think I forgot. I forgot to credit these people, but I think it's the wavy something, wavydebt.com or something. It says, um, let go of the heavy stuff. So that you can, whatever mm. you want to call that, you're going to be the man. you <laughs> be the clothes, the clutter, the debt. Um, get aligned with your goals. So like you said, like yeah. really getting in line with that, being intentional. Yo, I really had a, come to Jesus moment about being intentional, even the way I interact with my friends, thinking about how I say hello to people, thinking about when you come into my house, what I want you to experience, be intentional about that because relationships will get you a long way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the next one says be intentional with your time. Mm. That's a fact. Be intentional with your time, what you're spending your time on. Cause we know in social media, you could be on there, a downward spiral on that all day when you could have really like made sure you reached out to three or four people as you needed to, that can help you get the next gig, next job, et cetera. Uh, and just go for it. Stop overthinking. So, as you're going for it, make sure you tune in, like, subscribe for our Music Man and My Mental. You know, the website is up. I'm going to make sure I put lots of things on there so you can prepare for 2020. Um, also, we're having a holiday party December Woo-hoo. 19th at Ode to Babel. So you can um, RSVP, just email me at musicmanandmymental at gmail. I'm going to have a little goodie bags. I'm going to DJ. <laughs> See if I can have some special guests. We'll see how that goes. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you to my guest, Chad Murphy. Just kidding. Chad <laughs> Murray, thank you. Your credit coach. Thank you, guys. Oh, have man. a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.